do you know somebody who's you know not not working in the media but somebody who's working wherever and they get they get into media just one day they get interviewed one day on radio or tv or in print there's a nice feature on them and how that transforms their business or their lives i have one great example and that for me is chad leclos father the classic example because he won nothing his son won everything but he by virtue of his son winning and didn't say the obvious things of saying, yeah, I'm glad my son won, said, I love my boy, isn't he beautiful? That transformed his life, in my opinion. And that's what we're talking about, the transformative nature of, uh, of media, of being in the media and just how important, therefore, it is when you get in the media that you allow it to, to u- use it for yourself so that you can transform whatever it is you want to transform. I've got three guests to talk us through all of this. Janine Lazarus uh, from Janine Lazarus Media. Good chatting to you once again, Janine. Hi. Hi, Ashraf, nice to be here. Good. And uh, Monica Braganka, have I got that right? Eh? Braganza. Oh, Braganza, right. Who's the Jobic Bureau head at uh, the agency Marcus Brewster. Monica, good chatting to you. Hi. Good chatting to you too. Thanks for having me here. Thank you. And Giles Shepard is with me from Brand Live. Uh, Giles, good chatting to you as well. Hi. Morning, Ashraf. All right. So can I start with you, Janine? Yeah, well, uh, an interesting topic and one that for a a change with you, Ashraf, I didn't prep on and didn't do a lot of uh, research because I feel very passionate about it. The media we know has this huge untapped power, and we always say absolute power corrupts absolutely, Mm -hmm. but they have the power to make or break a brand. And so often in media training, that's what I tell people. getting Getting a positive story on the front page of a reputable publication that has some kind of news integrity is worth more than buying a double page ad spread in a newspaper. But by the same token, as much as the media can build your brand, they can also bring you to your knees. And I mean, I'm thinking more on the in, in, on the on the side of individuals than than organisations, than but individual companies. Yeah. But, but but you do agree either way Absolutely. can transform for good or for bad. Absolutely, you've got to be very okay. very careful. Well, therein lies the big responsibility. Monica, your thoughts initially. I think it goes down to a lot of preparation, understanding what you're trying to communicate uh, to your audience. Who you're speaking to, what kind of messages? So making sure that that content is curated um, is obviously the best way to to make sure mm-hmm. that your message, messages are delivered but, properly. But, but let's take an example. I mean, you obviously work on behalf of clients, right? Mm. Do do your and I'm talking about individuals who maybe sort of you know head of brands or, or head of different companies. When you manage their account, are they aware of that? Meaning they know there's publicity, but are they aware how critical that publicity is for good or for bad? Look, that's my job to make them very aware of it. And we do a lot of scenario planning, a lot of training. We go through questions, possible questions, how to handle them. We bring in Janine where we can. <laughs> and, you know, we it's all about preparation. And then it's almost like a child. You can only prepare them so much for the world. And then if they've got the right sort of guidance... It's up to them to actually use their proper vices. The point, though, Monica, and I think this is, and sorry, Giles, but the point, though, Monica, is that while you can prepare them as much as you can, you can't prepare them for every eventuality. And often you go in as a media trainer and, and people are angry when, in fact, they are interviewed by guys like Ashraf and you haven't prepared them for that curveball question. It's being on top of your game. It's staying, it's staying in touch with news and knowing what is happening around you. Mm. So many people work... They don't, they don't apply the global village kind of principle. They work within their little silos, and they, they never look beyond that. Yeah. Mm. John, yeah. I mean, what about those who may say, come on, this whole discussion is hopelessly overrated? No, no I, dis- I think it can I disagree. I think, I think it's uh, vital what the ladies are saying. What uh, Monica was just saying 
is critical. It's, it's not just about preparing yourselves to react to negative publicity. It's about behaving yourself as a brand properly and managing your reputation positively in, into the media in advance. Um, all too many organizations fall into the trap of consulting with experts in a manner that is just designed to react when there is a negative report. Right, right. And, and that's you know, a one part of, of the equation. It's about developing a positive image in the media. It's about developing a positive um, relationship with all forms of media. And we've got to remember that these days, not like in years gone by, we've got two distinctly different types of media. We've got the media, which is owned media, such right. as yourselves, yeah. who have an agenda to sell themselves to the public. Um, then you've got social media, which is an entirely different animal and is immensely powerful in itself. Um, and uh, the public pay different kinds of attention to those different forms of media. And you've got to have a strategy about managing yourselves positively into both those uh, and all types of mm -hmm. media, as well as how it is you're going to react. And I think what Janine just said is... Um, uh, you cannot, it's it's kind of like learning to drive. Absolutely. You can give somebody uh, the skills and the attitude and then it's about practice. But you cannot, when you're teaching them to drive, say at 11.45 on the 26th, the car will come down at 45 degrees and you must do this. Yeah, You've yeah, got to yeah. prepare them in such a way that when that eventually hap eventuality takes place, they are properly prepared to deal and, with and it. And Janine, yeah. just, just on that point, I mean, do you also find that, let's say the people that you work with, uh, besides those that react because there's a problem in, the, in mm. their business, that are, they, are they fully aware of just how they can, need I say, to use the media to their advantage? Because, I mean, you can, absolutely. It's such an interesting question, and thanks for that, Ashraf. And, and, and Giles, also, I want to, I want to answer your question uh, as well. First of all, if I may just start with you, you spoke about people being reactive to the media. Of course, the essence of dealing with the media competently is learning, yes, to be reactive when you need to be reactive, but also being proactive. So if you've got a good story and there's news integrity and news value around that story, then you have to use it as 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 as, as, as the best way you possibly can. And Ashraf, often um, I go into a media training scenario, a media strategizing type of scenario. Um, um, there are individuals, I've had some, uh, some instances where people sit in the media training and they don't want to be there. They don't understand the power um, that the media represents and how the media is one of the most important stakeholders that they're going to be talking to. So you first got to crack through that kind of mindset and put them in a couple of, I call them edge of the seat, beat them up scenarios mm -hmm, on camera mm -hmm. so they can actually see how bad it can get. A example? I'm not. I'm not going to use. I'm not going to use names mm, because mm. I mean these are the people who who put bread on my table at the end of the day. But I have had CEOs. I've had chairman of multinational companies, uh, you know, denigrating the power of the media. And all I need to do is some research back home, jump on the net, look at social media, and let me tell you, I take them down. Sex love, and that's sex love to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, Just, if you don't mind jumping Monica, as yeah. well, um, I find that a lot of PR consultants are not taking that reactive part as seriously. So they put a, a whole status report, a plan together, and we've got our proactive PR down, and we've, you know, we're delivering on all of that. And then all of a sudden a curveball comes, and nobody's prepared for you know, a bad comment. So a product's gone bad on the shelves mm, or something mm, like mm, that, and then all of a sudden everyone's scrambling. Whereas a proactive and reactive should be an ongoing PR exercise. Yeah, because, you know, often, I mean, and, and this is interesting because I mean, often, let, let's take, and I'm going to use your company because you guys deal in publicity and send me emails when you need to, right? Uh, so 
either you know we react because you've sent us a press release and we think there's a story that we can cover speaking to a brand that you guys obviously work with alternatively the same brand we know that you guys work with them and things have gone wrong and we said we want to speak to them anyway now we find generally there's a big difference in attitude that mm. the the first one you know pr companies are more than willing to say please speak to so and so there's some launch and what have you the flip side is is they don't yet the reality is if things have gone wrong depending on how they come across they can still sell themselves incredibly well yeah. through the media so still still using the media your thoughts on that well i've seen on social media even um brands turn a bad situation around really quickly and really well um i think it just goes back to preparation and not hiding if something's gone wrong be transparent and obviously it's dependent on the industry if you go into a pharmaceutical industry or a very sensitive industry where we have our customers are you know you could easily have confidential information be put out there unnecessarily. We're very worried, you know, weary about that, and we do try and contain the situation. But if there is a positive way to turn it, we totally are behind pushing out. If I could, yeah, sorry, if I could just yeah. add to that, and in fact, um, it's a it's a famous uh, uh, comment and a, and a mantra of a mutual colleague of ours, Malcolm Russell, mm. who's very mm. involved mm. in mm. the in the game, um, who yes. Yeah. Um, and Malcolm has always said, you've got to remember that no comment is a comment in itself. And Absolutely. to say yeah. no comment is an incredibly dangerous thing for a brand. Yeah. You've got to have a, a strategy and a method of getting yourself through these situations. And there are very positive ways, but there are many, many yeah. brands okay. who do let me, grab Let me just remind people, in case we're saying no comment, we are talking about the, the transformative power of the media. That means the ability of the media to transform something about you or your company in one minute, really, for good or for bad. And there are many examples. I've given an example earlier on of Chad the Closed Dead. There are many others as well. Uh, if you wish to comment, I see Bilk is calling, uh, 0891-104207-34701 if you're SMSing, but if you're just tweeting as well, at Ashraf Garda. And I've got three guests. You've just heard Giles Shepard is the last man talking, chief executive of Brand Live. And uh, before that, Monica Baganza, who is the Joburg Bureau head at uh, the agency Marcus Brewster, and then Janine Lazarus, who is from Janine Lazarus Media Consultancy, that is. Right, now, what I want to ask you is this. We've been talking up to now about brands, right? You know, sort of brands and big companies. But but the other part in terms of transformative, the transformative power of media is simply, you know, um, a news reporter doing a story on, on hawkers in, in Joburg or Cape Town. And, and they, they simply go to the street and they pick up a woman who's selling some bananas or whatever. And, and they do a story on her. It's a three-minute clip. It's a pretty neutral story about just, you know, how she does, she earns a living. So there's not much of an interview, but there's a couple of things, but there's visuals there. Now, how does that transform her? Because I'm suggesting everybody would say, I saw you on TV. That's mm. a game changer. Mm. I think that uh, there, there are two kinds of, <laughs> you know, in a situation like that, I would, I would argue that there might be a temporary transformation. There might be a temporary uplift and an effect on a business like that. But more likely there would need to be some kind of sustained and repeated um, exposure Which and, and storytelling. Correct. Yeah. Um, you know, when you when you were talking about the Chad Leclerc uh, father, you know, incident, there was a huge emotive context to that story. It was an incredibly high profile issue in itself. So there was a huge amount of attention being paid. Um, and so that that had an effect that was different. Um, 
you know, so there, there are many factors that come to play. Giles, mm. if I could just make the point, um, um, first of all, just, just um, back onto, onto you, Monica, you were talking about strategy and having plans in place. And, you know, it's so important that people do have strategies, but it's also important that they understand the, the, the importance of spontaneity and yeah. conversation and dealing with the media because, um, you know, trying to script an interview on the part of a PR agency, and I can completely mm. understand why, but scripting something that really is not scriptable is one problem. Um, your point, Giles, you were talking about uh, the, the, the vegetable seller, Ashraf's example, mm, mm. and also the example of Chadler Close's father. What people don't realize is that the minute they have been given some kind of public profile, it's open season. And mm, unless they mm. keep their noses clean, and I've trained government, it's no point having 59 girlfriends and having too many drinks at your local pub and shooting your mouth off. Because mm. the minute you play in the public space, you know, everything is accessible. Absolutely. So, so what you're saying, okay, let, I'm talking about the, the, the vegetable seller. Three-minute clip on, on her, right, on a mainstream news bulletin does put her does raise her profile significantly, Absolutely. right? She's got no strategy. I mean, she's got no agency to talk to. But are you saying it's, also, it's, it's irreversible? That means there will be 100 people who walk past her every day who would say, I've seen you, and there's an expectation now. I really think so. I'm thinking of, um, in fact, I think this gentleman was interviewed by your radio station, mm-hmm. if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, certainly one of them. Um, he is a guy working out of Cajiso. Uh, he has a couple of bicycles, and what he does is he delivers medical tablets, etc., medical supplies to people living within the township. He did one interview on a radio station. You know, he, somebody invested money in, in his business. He has now grown his business substantially. And he has a really thriving business. So, yes, it is important. You know, that can be the game changer. And, then of course, if you've got somebody investing money and you've got somebody like you, Monica, and, uh, working on brands, well, I think, I think it can really be cataclysmic. M- Monica, you want to add to that? Well, I'm going to always profess the value of PR, mm-hmm. <laughs> being in it for just over 16 years. But yeah, fully. And just making sure, for instance, a hawker, making sure that if, if an, uh, an insert appears somewhere, that you're, it's appearing in the right audience for her. Are, are the people watching that ra- you know, TV show or radio show going to help improve her business? Um, who are you talking to? Just making sure that the messages that you're sharing are going to the mm-hmm. right people. A random interview could fall very flat or it could actually go and build a business but hmm. you just need to be strategic hmm. about where you no, put no, it. No, no, Giles, initially, Janine <laughs> um, spoke about sick love using that, that tennis phrase. So, so how often, I mean, my, my job really is, is not to nail anybody. My job really is to deliver, you know, questions from the public uh, to people like yourself and it could be ministers as well and simply get that answers back to the public. It's all about what service is the public, right? Hmm. But, Similarly, as, as I try and do a good job, how often do you get a situation where people who are interviewed then come into a scenario and say, hold it, I really need to do a good job. I need to take this very, very seriously. Or, or do you find that many of them are like, okay, I'll just chill, pitch up at one minute to time on and or all rushed and, and I think don't really you, have a message? No, I, th- I think that uh, for the most part, you find that uh, individuals, individuals representing just themselves or organizations are extremely keen 
to present the best they possibly can of themselves and their businesses in the media. Mm. I think that changes when you get into the realm of arrogance, when you get into the realm of somebody who is a little bit intoxicated by success and believes that they are invincible. That's when you get the people who arrive late for interviews, who don't pitch for interviews, um, or arrive in an unprepared fashion. Um, and that, I think, then goes to Janine's point. That's when... Um, they become vulnerable and you can have suddenly a launch of a, a skilled and clever interviewer of an attack that they're unprepared for um, a revelation of misdeeds and suddenly they go into a tailspin and, and, and their own either their personal brand or their, their business brand can, uh, can have a decline because that gets picked up it either gets spread in other media and or social media and you have a, a dangerous so situation. I've, I've had two examples of, 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 of arrogance and of exactly the opposite. I've had, unfortunately, too, too many experiences to mention of people coming in denigrating the media, saying that we have agendas. And, you know, I've got to first get through that kind of spiel before, yes, we have agendas. Yes, some of us, you know, cover gutter journalism, but we have an important role to play. So mm. you've got to deal with all of that. Yeah. Um, and that's a difficult, a difficult animal, if you like, to deal with. Then there's the opposite. Somebody you'll put on camera in a, in a hardcore interview situation asking probative questions that all are, are open season. I've had people going to the bathroom and not leaving the cubicle, bursting into tears, Ashraf. In interviewees. In interviewees. Yeah. I mean, it's not live camera. It's, it's, it's mock planning. But people going, I can't handle this. It could never be that hard. But the fact is it could. Hmm. Absolutely. And you've got to, if you're going to get, as you were saying, Earlier, if you're going to get into that realm, you've got to be prepared to take it all every which way it comes, mm -hmm. and, it, and it can go. Okay, I, I want to go back to, to Monica. Now, you made the point from from PR point of view and being involved for 16 years, you know the value of it. So, so why why is it important? I just feel that not many people know how to share their story, or they don't know who to speak to, and they look to people who are more familiar in that industry t for help. Mm. I mean, I still encounter a lot of. Yeah, clients who don't, they know that they have to do PR, but they, they yeah, know how to you, begin. you do it. Um, I'm just going to carry on doing my job because this is what I know to do. And you just make sure that I get like good exposure. It's the same and as when, when you were at school. Uh, yeah. You know, there are some people who are skilled and able to stand up and public speak and give speeches yeah. in the classroom and other people who completely freeze up and yeah. are just not those kind yeah. of people. And in the business context, those people need trained professionals to to mm, guide them mm, and train mm, them as to how to tell a story and what are the the, the tricks of the trade. My yeah. only my only issue with PR, and I think that strategic PR, Monica, is so absolutely mm. necessary. It's such a strategic tool yeah. for a brand and individual to have. But my only problem as an ex-hardcore journalist is when, in fact, a journalist wants comment from an individual. And the PR agency or their agency won't allow them. So you've got to jump through 49 hoops and circles of fire before you get a comment. And generally, the comment doesn't come from the delegate themselves, from the individual. It comes from the agency. Now, from a hard news perspective, that loses authenticity, that loses credibility. Yeah. So, so how, how do you overcome that? Then? Well, I, you know, I, I, I say, you know, the, the, the job of any trainer or any agency is to equip that individual to be able to handle it. Of course, there are going to be some issues. 
that the agency is going to manage. But there is so much more credibility from a media perspective, from a journalist perspective, when if I want to speak to the chairman or the site manager who's, God forbid, had an accident on his mining site, I'm going to talk to the site manager. I don't want to talk to an agent or a spokesperson or some representative who is divorced from the story. I mean, I, I had an interesting, I had an interesting chat just to tell you. Bonang Mohale, yeah. uh, who's the, who's the chairman of Shell, South Africa, and also the president of the Black, uh, Black Management, Management Forum. Uh, Forum, right? Uh, highly inspirational guy. I was a guest on Wednesday. He's like, you want my number? There's it. You want my email address? There's it. You want to contact me? There's it. I'm available. It's my commitment as a South African to make myself available, you know, with pleasure. Now, yeah. now how many people do that? Well, in big business, not not very many at all. And, you know, on Janine's point, the um, you get, you get varying forms of the media. You're going to get some that, you know, uh, I think you mentioned earlier, um, media with integrity. And you're going to get the other end of the scale, um, which typically happens a lot in places like the UK, where you get the real rag media, the sensationalist media. And the media when people you, read, Giles. Correct, mm-hmm. yeah, the populist media. And the you might have a, a respectable high-level um, form of media with a lot of integrity that's investigating a story. And when you get the, um, the designed uh, you know, PR agency response, mm. then there's a suspicion that something's being covered up. And then if the sensationalist media get hold of that... You're on a hiding Game to nothing over. because <laughs> they're going to go after you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think there's also believe. a lot of value in building relationships with media. Absolutely. If the door is open, if I've made my client comfortable to, to be facing Janine, for instance, in an interview, they've built the relationship, they can have a conversation with each other, it goes a long way. Mm. The attack mode goes from 10 down to like... Okay, but, but the flip side, have you, have you ever spoken to a, a potential interviewer like myself, radio or TV, in advance and say, listen, this is my client. Uh, he's new in the job. Be easy on him. Have you ever done that? I've never done that recently. People have done so, Janine. You know what? Yeah, much? absolutely. And you know what? I don't, I, don't, I don't take that lightly. I don't suffer fools gladly. You cannot mm. tell me to be light on an individual because that's not real life. Mm. Absolutely. They, they just lose all credibility. Yeah, I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, like, you know what? They're I obviously heads of companies. I why, to why tell you, then, you know, then what I put on is my attack dog mode, and then I'm going to go in for the kill. Because what are you trying to tell me? You're trying to control the, the, the nature of the interview? You can't do that. It's not the real But the flip side of control is you're almost saying they need help. Absolutely. And they and they leaders in their company. The PR person who's a bit worried about what's going to happen afterwards. Got you. Yeah. And yeah. having to then fix this whole big issue, because then mm. obviously clients are going to have... Uh, Monica, yeah, I've had that. To, I've yeah. had that quite recently where I asked tough questions around BEE transformation to a particular a client and I had the PR agent going, I don't know if you should have asked that question. I said, but why the hell not? You know, it's, mm. there's clearly a fall short here and it's a, it's a question they've got to answer. But there was a very, a, a, a huge sense of panic. Like, I really don't think you should have gone there. And there well, are and and some, of our, some of our politicians and, and uh, Mr. Malema in, in particular is, is very well known for going into interviews um, and only and answering, only answering on a certain line, and if he gets challenged on something, will will get up and leave the studio and saying you are not entitled to be talking about that yeah. to me. And we got about we got about two minutes to go, so I'm going to I'm going to wrap up and I want to talk about two things very quickly. Let me just start with you, Monica. The so, so when they get interviewed finally, I mean, do you agree? However, it's went. 
All these companies thrive on the on the publicity of endorsements. That's why they'll put it on their website. They'll have a link to the interview. So-and-so was interviewed by, by Ashraf or by John or whoever it may be uh, because it's good for them. It, it gives yeah. them – because the fact is it gives them credibility. How many of them have a newsroom with bad publicity on it, a bad article or anything? So uh, they'll love it. As long as it's working for them, they'll love it. It's knowing how to handle it when it's not going their way. Yeah. Okay. Now, we've got the last minute or so. Social media, you spoke about it earlier on. Hmm. How, how has that changed? Because you made the point, the one is managed or owned, but the other, the other one's owned by the public. Yeah, yeah. and it's um, so the, the public pay different kinds of attention. I think that we, we live in a very uh, consumer-savvy world today, and the ordinary consumer understands that the, the owned media have a need to talk up a story and, and take lines and, and, and make words out of it that are going to attract attention, therefore sell the publication, cause people to watch the show, whatever the case may be. And they understand that the social media environment is not mm. that and that it, um, it's all of us talking in amongst ourselves. Mm. So there's a different kind of attention paid to it. Um, not to say that individuals publishing negative stuff on social media don't have an agenda and don't you know, also sensationalize mm, things to mm. a certain extent. But, but you see, the other part, Janine, very quickly, I mean, how then, what advice would you give someone who, who gets interviewed by me, and that's one thing, and the other one is that he's doing a self-interview. That means he's commenting in social media. Immediate, immediate reaction. I mean, not tomorrow, not yesterday, right now. If something spills out over social media, it's going to be like a raging fire. You know, it's going to be all over that brand like a rash. Immediate reaction, key messages. Stay on your message, even if you're only communicating in economical sound bites and you're then going to carry the message or the further elaboration broadly down the line. Get on the job and get on the job right now. Don't be mm. in social media if you do not have the ability to respond absolutely, absolutely instantaneously and consistently. Don't uh, be in social okay. media but if you're not sociable. Maybe that's another problem. There's a lot of Twitter feeds that you see on, on social media now that actually have those boundaries set, though. That if they are using it as a customer service tool, we can only answer questions from 8 until 9. At least it's, if it, it's clear, yeah. then if I you, know. Yeah, mm. if you can but try don't, and manage it. I'm going to use your platform. I have a query, and then I only hear from you two days later. <laughs> That's okay. not You're how lost. Let's, let's, let's wrap up. One final comment, one line each. Janine? Okay, so the reality check is it's hot out there. So if you want to play in the traffic, you need to know what your messages are and you need to be extremely media savvy. They're mm. very important. Okay. Yeah. You yep. can't have it every which way. There was a news report this morning about uh, Jay-Z only agreeing to be Kanye West's best man if there was an agreement that no media are allowed to be present at the wedding. <laughs> Yet you spoke about they, they use the media to their, their effect to build their, their image um, yeah. positively, mm. and then they select where and where it cannot, uh, and it doesn't work. Okay. Mm -hmm. Last words, Monica? I, c I can't press the issue of preparation further. It's preparation for proactive PR, reactive PR. Know your media. Make sure that the messages are being shared correctly for the platform that you're using. And, and my message really for people who are scared about the media. So think about it in terms of cricket. So if I'm the bowler as the interviewer, who said you can't hit the ball for a four? Just think about that. There's lots of fun both ways. <laughs> That's it. Uh, thanks so much thanks. for your time. Monica, thanks, thanks for you. your time. Janine thanks as so well much. as Giles. Appreciate it. Further comments. I see one or two people try to call late and can't take those calls, unfortunately. But in fact, Bilk is saying, well, the uh, an Oscar goes to SAFM for its coverage. So maybe Oscar is a strange word to use, I think, in the <laughs> last couple of weeks we'll get to now let's in fact let's get to the cape argus pick and play cyclists we'll do it uh, in a minute in fact we'll do it right after this